Hello, and welcome to the Coral Catalog Podcast. Thanks so much for listening in. I hope that through this podcast, you can find choral repertoire that works for your high school and or middle school choruses. This is episode one, and I'll be talking to Dr. Keith Hampton about his piece, Praises Holy Name, which is available for SATB, SSA, and TTB choruses. Keith Hampton is the founder and artistic director of the Chicago Community Chorus, cantor to the seminary community at the Lutheran School of Theology at Chicago, and is the director of music slash organist at St. Thomas Episcopal Church of Chicago, Illinois. He's widely known as an organ performer, conductor, composer, educator, church musician, adjudicator, and workshop clinician. He currently serves as a board member of the United Church of Christ Musicians Association. As a published composer, Dr. Hampton's arrangements of spirituals and gospel songs are available through Augsburg Fortress Press, Choristers Guild, Earth Songs Publications, Hal Leonard Corporation, Hinshaw Music, and Dr. KT Productions, Inc. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Dr. Keith Hampton today about Praise His Holy Name. All right, welcome everybody to the Choral Catalog. Uh, my name is Matthew Van Dyke and I am the host. Uh, we're here joined today with Dr. Keith, Keith Hampton, uh, excuse me. Uh, so welcome, Dr. Hampton. Glad you could Thank join you. us. Thank you, Matthew. So um, today we're going to talk about Praise His Holy Name, um, a piece that is near and dear to my heart. Uh, Dr. Hampton and I had talked for a little bit before we started the recording uh, about our uh, about my love for this piece and our and our shared uh, history in Westminster Choir College and uh, and the Northern area. And uh, so anyway, so uh, I figure before we start talking about Praise His Holy Name, uh, I thought our listeners might. Uh, really like to get to know you just a little bit in some non-musical questions. So uh, I'm going to throw some would you rather scenarios at you. Uh, in my classroom, that's a great icebreaker. Um, so uh, Dr. Hampton, would you rather relax by the ocean or relax in the mountains? By the ocean. Excellent. Awesome. Uh, would you rather be 10 minutes early to everything or 20 minutes late? Mm, that's a hard question, <laughs> um, since I have no concept of time. So um, I, <laughs> probably ten minutes early, uh, but I, I, I'm not. I'm not a stickler for time. <laughs> I think we all are are starting to figure out what time means again exactly. <laughs> after all the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm great. very much into, into Kairos time. A lot of people are into chronological time, but Kairos time is God's time. So mm. when I begin, it's time. And when I'm done, it's time. To it's be time. time. <laughs> so, you know. That's great. Awesome. Okay. Uh, last, would you rather, would you rather get, uh, now this, I feel like this, I asked this question because we, as musicians deal with paper all the time, uh, unless you're an iPad, I'm an iPad person all the time now, but uh, would you rather get a paper cut every time you turn a page or would you rather bite your tongue every bite that you take? Ah. Uh. I would rather, um, since I've done both, <laughs> I think I would rather have the paper cut. Uh, I too am an iPad person. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's the best thing that's ever been invented. I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree. I, I don't. I would be lost without it. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. I appreciate you. You know, uh, letting us into a little bit of a per, of your personal life in that way. Um, 
So uh, let me ask you, let me, we'll just pivot to some uh, musical questions before we go to praise his holy name a little bit and talk about that. Um, who is another choral composer that has influenced you? Johann Sebastian Bach. That's always the correct answer. <laughs> Can you tell me a little bit, little bit more about how? Oh, absolutely. What many people don't know about me is that um, I'm classically trained, right? So most people know me because of the gospel arrangements they've seen that I've done. However, I am a classical organist, um, being a student of Westminster Choir College, as you said. Uh, my master's degree is in organ performance. Um, my doctorate is in church music organ, and I am currently an organ performer. But most people don't know that part of me because they only know the gospel side. Um, and so being an organist, needless to say, Johann Sebastian Bach reigns supreme. I love preludes and fugues, toccatas, trio sonatas, uh, core preludes and the like. Uh, and then after Bach would, would be Felix Mendelssohn, mm. who you know is Bach-like, but a little bit more schmaltzy, if you will. Yeah, I love I love Mendelssohn. Absolutely love Mendelssohn. Okay, um, last one before we pivot. Um, what is one piece of choral music that you could not live without? What's your desert island piece of choral music? Uh, Mendelssohn's Elijah. My favorite, my favorite piece. I love the drama, um, the the power, um, the beauty, um, everything about it. I just absolutely love. Mendelssohn has drama in everything that he does, even if it's something that is, like you said, schmaltzy and legato, there's drama in it in the, in the, I think it's a lot in the harmonic language. I think it's a lot in the, in the function, in the, and so I, I love, yeah. I'm such oh, a yeah. sucker. That, that, that has the tritone, it has that tritone <laughs> and, 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 you know, they just announces everything that's going on. Yeah. And I just love the story of Elijah where basically Elijah rolls up on the on on the Israelite folk, and you know they've been misbehaving. They, you know, <laughs> just like normal people, uh, they don't listen to God, like the rest of us, right? We don't. God says do X, Y, and Z. We want to do A, B, and C because we think we know. And then if we've had a little bit of success, then we think we really know. And Elijah rolls in and says, yeah, well, if you know, uh, 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 call on your God to, to set this calf on fire. You know, then bow, bow, and nothing happens. And Elijah by himself just says, uh, perhaps your, your, your God is asleep. And perhaps your God is um, run out of cell phone minutes. Uh, <laughs> perhaps your, your, your God has no internet connection. You know, try it again. And they, Bail, bail, you know, that kind of a thing. And then all of a sudden, you know, Elijah, you know, draw near all your people, just come to me. And all of a sudden, you know, that fire comes from heaven and burns up that calf. And the people are like, whoa, you really are the guy. You know, now that's my interpretation. You won't find that interpretation in the Bible. You know, but that's the way I receive that and that drama, the whole thing. And, and interestingly, and, and you would not know this, uh, Matthew, about me, um, I conducted Elijah um, in 2009 um, with the Chicago Community Chorus, the choir that I, I, I founded uh, here in Chicago. And uh, um, I realized at the end of that concert, I was the only one who didn't sit down because everybody's sitting down, standing up. I stood up the whole time. 
that summer, I conducted it in April of 2009, that summer, June of 2009, I had a heart attack. So now here I am with, the, I have a pacemaker, I my second pacemaker. Wow. It's been over 10 years. Mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, and I don't know if it was because Elijah that caused the heart attack or whatever, but you know, I'm so glad that uh, uh, I made it through um, with 99% blockage of my main artery, 90% uh, of a second artery, 70% uh, of a third artery, and you only have four. So I was on my way out, but- uh, Like but the bionic I, man. Bionic <laughs> man, but, but baby, uh, ever since that time, it's been on, I love it now. Yeah. You know? Oh man, so, what a, I mean that's such a that, that's such a thing to relate to that that work. Yeah. Would you yeah. would you would you ever do it again or would oh, you be too concerned would you be absolutely. too concerned that you would have a heart yeah. attack? Yeah. Because you know, I think that the, the arteries are all clear now or I can go <laughs> I can do three more again. As long as I don't get to the fourth one. Yeah. You know. I mean, at 99%, I mean you are there. That's you're, incredible. You're really there. And I always joke uh I'm not married, but it's called the widow maker. And I always joke that the reason I didn't die was because I did not have a wife and therefore I had the 1% left, you know? Um, so, you know, people don't like me to tell it like that, but that's how I feel. No, that's, that's an incredible, that's an incredible story. I, I think I'll look at Elijah now. Yeah, every, at every Elijah. time, if I get the opportunity to do an Elijah again, I'll be like, I remember that story that Dr. Ham just said. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. And remember, you can make a widow. So be very careful. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you use a bench or stool. Can't do it now. Can't do it now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's a great, I, I love, I love that you told that story and, and I'm, yeah. wow, that's a, that's I'm I'm happy that that you are still here with yes, us. Yes, yes, yes. That's a, that could be a song right there. I was going to say still here. Yes, yes. But tell I, make sure all the listeners just know that Elijah comes with like a Surgeon General's warning. You know. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> all right. Uh, if if it's okay, let's pivot to um, talking a little bit about Praise's Holy Name. Um, so I have a couple of questions for you in that, um, but. Uh, the goal in uh, us talking about Praise His Holy Name today is to uh, get a sense of maybe some of the history behind it and how it could work um, in programs or classrooms of our listeners um, and how that would, where it would fit into their program, where it would fit into their curriculum, um, where it fit into their concert. Um, so those kinds of things. So um, tell me a little bit about when the piece was written um, and uh, was it a commission uh, what voicing came first? Because I know you have a couple of different voicings in this in this piece. So um, tell us just a little bit a, a little bit about the history of it. Okay, I wrote the piece in 1991, um, and it was not a commission, but I had a community chorus at that time called the Voices of Melody, and we were uh, about to celebrate our 30th anniversary. And previous conductors of that group wrote pieces and I I had not. I did not do very much composing before this time. Um, at the time I had just done a, a workshop. Um, I want to say it might've been in Kansas City. And then I was going to, um, is it New Hampshire? Well, I was going somewhere on the East Coast up high. Um, I was gonna work at the Keir, yeah, New Hampshire. Um, the Kearsarge Theater Camp for Kids. And my job was to work with the 
choir. And the way we did it was we would rehearse four days and we had Friday, Saturday, and Sunday off um, because that's when the show would run. But at the, in the first couple of weeks, there were, there were no shows, obviously. And I didn't know anybody in the area. I had just purchased um, a Yamaha SY77 keyboard, which was after I had the DX7 and all of that. And so I was in this 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 area that I knew no one, um, had no transportation. And so as I would sit by myself, I would just start hitting some chords, you know, and then all of a sudden I would be like, oh, that sounds kind of nice. I had no intention on composing a piece. But after I got all the sort of chords together, I started to think, well, what could this be for my voices of melody? Since everyone else had done, I just wanted to compose a piece for them. And I started thinking about the fact that I really love hymns. And so I thought about sing till the power of the Lord come down, or it's called now let us sing is how it really is titled. And then amazing grace, how sweet the sound, mm -hmm. tis so sweet the trust in Jesus. Um, must Jesus bear the cross alone? Those were all favorite hymns of mine. Mm. Um, and so I somehow incorporated it into that. And then when I got to the the, the, the vamp section, because I like Bach, I wanted to have some polyphony, if, if you will. Right? <laughs> yes. So, so the bass is going, and tenors are going to do this, and now the altos will come, you know, hallelujah, let us pray. I always wanted to be like a melisma, right? And so <laughs> that's where that part comes out of it. And, um, and so that's how I created it, basically just to pass the time while I was in, in New Hampshire. Um, and just sort of playing around with a new keyboard I had just purchased. And um, Praise His Holy Name came about. And the way it got into the world, I did that in 1991. Um, but in 1997 or so, I was teaching at a high school uh, in Illinois. And uh, we were having our choral festival. And our guest conductor was Anton Armstrong. Hmm. And so um, my job, we were, our, our school was the actual host school. So my job was to, you know, spend time with Anton and, you know, make sure he was comfortable. And during one of the breaks, he saw it on the piano and sort of sat down himself and started to play it. And he thought, oh, I like, I like this. <laughs> and so that's how it got into the Earth Songs uh, library okay. under Anton's tradition, yeah. right? And um, and then where the, the, the real core world got to hear it, I want to say in 1999, the National ACDA Convention was in Chicago. St. Olaf Choir was singing. And of course, everyone feels that if St. Olaf does something, <laughs> I should be doing it. Because, you know, they're the choral gods. But um, they were going to end their concert singing a piece by Penderecki. And 
Anton just announced from the stage, hey, we're in Chicago and there's a composer named Keith Hampton wow. has written this piece called Praise His Holy Name and we're going to substitute. And he proceeded to do that. I mean, Praise His Holy Name as opposed to Pendereski. Absolutely night and day. <laughs> but the audience absolutely loved it. Um, uh, all that you see in this Zoom meeting right now is thanks to Praise His Holy Name. <laughs> I was able to buy a condo. Uh, at the time, the number one um, piece at Earth Songs was Psalm 150. Yes. One of my favorite. Yes. That was one of my favorite pieces. Uh, yes. And uh, Praise the Solar Name was number two. Wow. Psalm 150. Uh, but since that time, it's sort of crept up and gotten to be number one. Yeah. And, and, the, and for a time, they even had a hotline that was 1 800. Uh, some other numbers and five six one P H H N. It had its own hotline number. I that's unbelievable. Believe. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's how that came to be. What a great story. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh my gosh, that I, I love. I, I I love how that all kind of connected in that I you know and as I've grown up and seen. We as conductors, you know, we know the cover. You know, if you have a yes. photographic memory, you know the cover. Yes, so, you know, yes, I, yes. I I know the Earth Songs cover. I see that's Anton Armstrong's <laughs> name on there. So that's so fantastic that that all it. related in that way. Okay, that's I mean, congratulations. Right. Much, well, much, you. <laughs> you know, you. much later, but that's yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah. And the original voicing is um, what I call Sam voicing. Okay. Soprano, mm -hmm. alto, and men. In gospel music, it oftentimes is a three-part scenario. Mm -hmm. Sopranos, altos, and the men. So the basses are singing with the tenors. Mm -hmm. You know, that that just is what it is. And so um, the, the original voicing was for that. But then as um, people began to do it in various choral festivals, there was a request for men's chorus. There was a request for just um, women's chorus. And so I created the other voicings um, to help with that. That's great. So can I ask you then about the, the, the S, the Sam recording, um, or, or arrangement? Why, uh, why did you choose to put a tenor part or, or a, or a bass part, you know, a, a separate, essentially a separate bass part, uh, mm -hmm. at the end? What, what was the, what was the yeah. reasoning for that? Right. Well, Primarily, but I am a bass, and 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 it just it helped the polyphony of it all. Okay, so that's my Bach influence. So I then decided that I wanted to be four part polyphonic <laughs> as opposed to three part gospel, and so um, and that's the only reason. So that I created the bass part, um, and and of course most of the choirs that do my my gospel arrangements tend to be traditional standard SATB voiced choirs mm -hmm. so it, it also allowed them to have something to do yeah great awesome you, you took the gospel aspect and the bach aspect and just put exactly. it in a smoothie and you know there you go <laughs> there you go exactly excellent all right so um i would love at this point to talk a little bit about um some of the some of the musical isms in the piece and how that could relate to um or how that could help the conductors and teachers and whatnot so um can you tell me in Praise His Holy Name, if you had to kind of step back and take a look at it, what musical concepts do you believe that this piece teaches really well? Yeah, so the the, the, the basic focus of the piece is the, the precision in rhythm. So 
the um, so that that's number one that you can teach a lot of rhythmic um, uh, figures, uh, syncopation, mm. and so forth. But beyond that, because it is written down, I'm a big um, uh, a supporter of score study. So that um, I've taken that piece. And, and, and I think that in a school setting that I would I would want to identify all the stuff that you see on the page. So you see the fact that it is um, voice S-A-M and then later S-A-T-B. You see that uh, the time signature is 4-4. Four, four. You see that it is in the key of a B flat major. Um, the form of it is through composed, right? Um, it has verse, it has coda, has a vamp, all of that kind of a thing. Um, uh, uh, you see that it is an accompanied piece. Uh, um, and then beyond that, uh, I've got accent marks, I've got staccato mm -hmm. slurs and so forth, mm -hmm. so, that, so, so that the things that I would teach because I'm also uh, certified as a Kodai instructor. Okay. Right. And so in the Kodai uh, philosophy, you do music and then you analyze the music that you're doing and you draw the musical concepts from that particular piece. Um, so then I would talk about the range of the sopranos being, you know, D to F and the altos are, are D to D flat. So not very far away mm -hmm. um, and, and, and so forth. Um, so that's what I, how I would approach it. Um, I would, I would have my singers to, to, to speak the rhythms clearly and precisely. Oftentimes when I hear the piece performed, people will do some of the rhythms incorrectly. Mm. And, um, you know, and, and I mean, and, and it just simply is somebody misreading what I wrote, right? Right. Sing till the power of the Lord come down, right? Dotted eighth, followed by a 16th note. Mm -hmm. But if you're a little bit late, it's like two quarters. You'll get yeah. sing mm -hmm. till the power of the Lord come down. Mm. And it's a different piece. Yeah. You know, you suddenly miss the syncopation. Yeah. And um, uh, so so that's that's the concept that I would absolutely teach in that is, is, is focus on the rhythm uh, and the precision of the piece, being an organist, that 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 goes to my training as an organist. Absolutely. You know, uh, most of organ playing is about precision um, and, and and keeping all the the left hand, right hand, and left and right foot mm -hmm. uh, together. Yeah, that's that's phenomenal. I, I mean, we've talked we talked before we started the recording about the 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 rhythm, you know, the the directness of you know of yes. instrumentalists and whatnot. So I, exactly. I, I I'm a exactly. I'm a big supporter as well with rhythm. I mean, exactly. we 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 singers get a bad rap for our rhythm sometimes. So you know, I, and, and, and yeah, yeah, and and I mean, and one, I mean, and, and there are various reasons why, right? You know, <laughs> part of it is singers feel that they sound so good. Why do they have to read? You know, um, they also feel like, well, you just teach me my part and, mm. and, and we'll mm. all get along. They don't realize that if you could just read your part, this rehearsal could be shorter, you know, <laughs> you know, and it will work my word, my nerves less. Um, um, but it, 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 it is important. I believe uh, in, 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 for singers 
who happen for musicians who happen to be singers. Yeah. Right. It's the same kind of a thing that I, I happen to be black, but I'm a musician mm. who happens to be black. I'm not a black musician. Mm. I'm mm -hmm. a musician mm -hmm. who happens to be black. Mm -hmm. You know, so a musician who happens to be a singer as opposed to what we would say at the conservatory, you know, you got your singers and then you have your musicians. You know, well, they did that to themselves. Mm, I don't mm -hmm. believe in that concept. And I always encourage those who sing with me that you are musicians and your instrument happens to be your voice. You yeah. are a singer. So, yeah. That's that's phenomenal. I love that. Okay, so I have praised his holy name and I'm about to teach it to my community chorus. Or I'm about to okay. teach it to my SATB chorus or or or... Uh, I've done it in in the TTB version. I've done it, and the, I mean the the my bass, my tenor bass choir loved it. What do you teach? You know, when I was in my grad degree and uh, conducting, you know, we always had to think about what's the hook, what's the first thing you teach. You know, what's the first thing that you do? do? Is it the music? Is it the story? Is it so? I have this piece. Uh, all of you know the listeners of of this podcast have this piece. What's the first thing that we teach? Yeah. The hardest thing to accomplish will be the preciseness of the text. So I start there since that's going to be the hardest thing. So the way that I approach it, <clears throat> excuse me, is that I would have speaking clearly. So, so just like Robert Shaw, who would isolate, right, uh, with his count singing, um, I, I would do it in terms of speaking. So I would do sing till the power of the Lord come down. And at the same time, I'm giving some insight into how I want it phrased and what nuances uh, on certain words. Sing till the power of the Lord come down. Right there. That's, that is the hook of the piece, right? How long will you sing? Till God comes down and says, all is well, right? And when he says that, or, you know, nowadays he, she, or they, right? Because we, we use, we use, God has different uh, uh, names and so forth. Then we're going to do what? We're going to shout hallelujah, which is the highest praise. So I would speak the rhythm very clearly first thing off the bat. Great. That's all. That's wonderful. I think, I think that uh, our students, you know, for, for uh, those of us that are classroom teachers, I think that that would really kind of get them. They, this, like you were talking about the syncopation aspect of it is great. May, you know, maybe add a, a rhythm of some sort behind it. Like the, like your accompaniment does. Yes. Um, I think that that's a, that, that's, that's a great yeah. way yeah. to. The pitch, the pitch selection is not difficult. So, so, so pitch is not where we need to go first on this because that is simple. It makes sense. But what's going to bog you down uh, again is that rhythm, the syncopation, and 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 again getting that text out clearly. And um, yeah, excellent. I, I I love that. When you um, obviously you said when you wrote this piece and you premiered it. And, uh, and I'm sure that you, I'm sure that you've done this several times uh, because it's been so successful for you um, and for choirs all around America. And I'm sure the world maybe uh, what, um, what are some, 
kind of teaching tricks that you've picked up during your time? You know, I'm sure every, with every choir, we, we have a different, we run into different roadblocks. We run into different, even if it's the same piece. Uh, so what, what kind of tips and strategies have you picked up over time that are kind of foolproof, I don't want to say foolproof fix, but ones that, you know, this, I know this is going to work. Right, right. Well, you know, first of all, I, I talk a lot about, you know, in terms of gospel style. Um, and this is something I learned at Westminster Choir College. So when, when you talk about, well, what vocal sound will you use for this? Um, um, there are two, 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 mm, camps of thinking about about vocal sound and 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 i was referring earlier to you that that westminster choir college was considered to be uh school a of choral sound and, and that's from the you know the book of choral symposium you know uh where they began to to, to to talk about the characteristics of those pieces many choirs will impose a choral sound on a competition I believe it should come the other way around, the the, the co composition. The composition is what dictates the sound that you will use. And particularly when you're doing ethnic music or music from a variety of genres, right? So you don't want to come into um, Praise His Holy Name using a Renaissance-like style like you would do in Palestrina, right? Because A, you don't have the, the the legato nature. You don't have the long um, the, the notes with long duration. You got short, crisp, rhythmic notes. So the first thing that the things that I have found that have worked for me is to 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 think about um, the middle distance yell. Uh, uh, Robert Simpson, who taught me in in, in the, the chapel choir at Westminster Choir College, you know it's hey there hey which gives you a sound that sounds um like you're shouting but it's well supported chest voice right i'm y'all i'm giving you the silent yawn you know my my my, my soft palate is rising but my, my larynx is dropping and all that drama and then i just hey i sing through the note, not to the note. So I will have them do sing till the power of the Lord. So again, I begin to talk about that vocal sound that I'm going to want to hear. Then I also go the opposite way with the yawn side, the hoo, because you have the problem in praises, so today, particularly where the basses will want, not want to sing high enough. They don't want to sing tenor because they're basses. And my issue is you do it in the Misa Solemnis of Beethoven. You'll do it in the Verdi Requiem, but you don't want to do it for Keith Hampton, right? So by doing the yawn side helps the basses to, 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 to flip into that other part of their voice when it gets high, you don't want them going up with a bass-like timbre. Mm, you mm. want it to be more tenor-like. And I believe that singers should have a palette of sounds that they can call upon, right? So I have found that to be very, very easy as and for the sopranos and some of the altos who will think it's too high for them. So that yawn sign, hoo, hoo, and then the 
hey, which I call the wall of sound, as opposed to the mezza di voce, where you're going to crescendo into it and then decrescendo away from. No, I want the same dynamic from the beginning to the end. So it's like a wall, right? So it's a wall of sound, which gives you the power that you would have in gospel music. And so I found that no matter what choir I have, when I give them those two techniques, it unlocks another possibility of sound for them. Uh, because as you well know, most choirs, sopranos particularly, they just want to float. They just want to float. And, and as a result, they are not rhythmic. And, um, and, and in my opinion, many times they're not even exciting, right? So, so you want to get some of the excitement that the rhythm calls for. That's excellent. I, I love that you touched on all of that. And I, I have, uh, as, as a classroom teacher and as doing this piece, that those are the pitfalls that we fall into, that we, we want to make sure, you know, that we, I think we talk about this um, in, when we just talk about choirs in the United States, that we sing so many different genres yeah. and sometimes we don't separate them as yeah. well as maybe we feel that we should. Um, in terms of the style and the, um, the sound, like you were That's talking right. about. Um, so that right. I'm glad that you touched on that. And, and I think in Praise His Holy Name, you get both sides of the coin. Because right. as you said in the beginning with those bases, they have to have that float. But then in the Jesus, Jesus, you know, that yes. those women have to have the bulk um, exactly. where the bases it's almost like the basses took their bulk and just handed it to the sopranos. Exactly, the exactly. And then when you get to the vamp, the, the holy Jesus prayer, then I'm thinking operatic. I don't want any sliding. Mm -hmm. I, want, I want absolute precision. I want a Baroque movement where the basses are stepping down the notes and where the altos and, and, and the sopranos and the tenors are really articulating very clearly uh, those melismas. That's what I was thinking. And Melismatic the, and, writing. Yeah, and the altos almost, I think it's in the alto line. The altos have to seal the the kind of the floaty nature at the end with the hallelujah, let us yes. praise. I, I, if that's too exactly. if that's too hefty, I feel like it, it it's 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 scary, you know. Exactly. Right, and then the poor sopranos they're asked to count. They have to wait. It's it's one hallelujah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes, hallelujah. Let praise his. Yeah, that 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 that's it right there. I wonder if you were trying to teach your sopranos to count so that you put that on beat two that you said, Absolutely. you know, it could have gone on beat one, but the sopranos in 1991, they could not count. So they I put that rest on beat. I, all in all, in, all jokes, is all, all joking, joking, joking. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, as we wrap up kind of talking about praise his holy name, um, what is, uh, and I know that this is, it's a hard question to answer sometimes, depending, because you've heard this piece so many times and, and you have memories that are attached to certain sections, perhaps, or whatnot, but what is your favorite thing about this piece? It can be a section, it can be what it's become, it's a very vague question, but what is your favorite thing about this piece? Um, I, I think the vamp section, because uh, the vamp section, I think, where I'm able to have, the, that's where the most energy comes from because each section has its own part. They're able to be a little bit unique. And 
Um, and if you have a nice soloist who can ad lib, you know, in the morning, praise his name. In the noontime, praise his holy name. In the nighttime, praise his holy name. And it's just a lot going on that's possible in that section. Um, I, I tend to like that. Um, also, it's the place where I then say, you should clap. Um, a lot of people, when they first hear it, start off bump. They They want to clap, but it's a little bit too long. You get tired by the before it gets to the end. And now and, and, and the rule in gospel music, if you clap, you have to clap till the end. Once you start, it's no clapping and stopping and coming back in. None of that. Once you start, so you should not clap until you get to the special section at the end. Um and so that clapping, going along, and then a, a, a rocking from side to side, step, clap, praise his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I even like to do a little shoulder dip, praise his holy name, so that I get a good holy, right? Singing through that O, um, uh, that's it. And then name, not too short. You got to say name rather than name, praise his holy name, name. And a lot of people do that. And so you do what you got to do. But uh, I would prefer to hear the word uh, finish. But that's my favorite part of the of the piece, I think. That, that's that's so excellent. It's it, you do give us a little bit of a, a of a tease, though, in that rest on beat, too, right at the very beginning. I mean, you oh, want yeah. you oh, want yeah. bump, mm, something, something you want that's something there. And That's to tell it. us not to do that, you are like, you're like. I know, but every time <laughs> you hear one, uh, what is it? Uh, one, seven, uh, one, seven, three, six. Everybody wants to start to bop and bounce. No, 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 no. Your feelings will be hurt. Now the audience can do that. They can clap immediately. But I always tell my singers, don't fall into the into the, the trick because they'll clap, get tired, and stop. But you're stuck once you start to clap. Yeah, I almost feel like we should, uh, just like we said with Elijah having a Surgeon General's warning, we should we should put a disclaimer on praise His holy name. <laughs> That's right, dear That's audience. Right. You are allowed to clap in the beginning. You are allowed to do whatever you feel. But That's singers right. have been restricted to this. Yes, <laughs> Yes, for the good of their health. For the good of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. For the, good yeah. Of the order. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's great. That's awesome. I love that. Okay, um, as we wrap up, um, I, I have just one, one or two more questions for you. Um, okay. uh, you know, we're coming... We're not quite out of this pandemic yet, but we're coming out. We're coming into a stage where singing is is okay again, um, and that's really exciting. Um, and I know that there have been at least since May, since that announcement. You know, we're in twenty twenty one right now. May twenty twenty one came out. You know, there I've seen a lot of choirs start to start to get back into it, and that's been it's been really exciting to see that. Um, so. As we come into you know summer seasons and and next you know performing seasons, um, are there any exciting projects that are on the horizon for you? Um, it could be with your community chorus. It could be for you um, in any commissions that you might have. But anything exciting that's coming down the pike? Yeah. So our theme next year for the Chicago Community Chorus will be diversity inspires change diversity inspires change. And the Chicago Community Course is a diverse organization. 
And I think that the power of working together does change things, you know. Um, and so so musically, we will be looking at some things that, that revolve around social justice. The, 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 the organization as, 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 a, as a whole, our main mission is education. We don't have any particular political view or religious view or what have you. We're about education. But when you get into diversity, needless to say, you'll get into some very difficult subjects. But that's what we'll be doing. I've been um, commissioned by a choir in Wisconsin to write a piece for their 50th anniversary. And they selected um, the 16th chapter, 16th verse from the 59th Psalm. And it's basically uh, 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 about, you know, God is a refuge and the source of strength uh, kind of thing, though it's not that particular text that, that you hear in A Mighty Fortress is Our God. But basically they chose that because they feel that they'll be out of the pandemic and that they feel that it's because of the power of God has carried them through. So I'm looking forward to, to, to writing that piece for them and then going up and spending some time with them. Um, uh, so that, those are about the, the only two things that are on the horizon for me. Um, I work, I am the cantor um, to the seminary community at the Lutheran School of Theology. And last year we did not have our organ performance series. We do Tuesday, uh, first Tuesday of each month organ series. And I'm looking forward to starting that again. The seminary has been, been not allowing people to come into the building. And we're now just beginning the, the, the conversations about how to proceed from now, given that they've told us, you know, we now, things are getting back to normal. Even though they say that not everybody's comfortable with that, you know, and so I'm hoping that we will, I will be able to to to, to resume the, the organ series. I typically do the September organ series, uh, you know, where I'll be planning on doing box trio, sonata, G major, uh, uh, Henri uh, Mulet's "To His Petra, Thou the Rock," and that those kind of pieces that I love to do. Um, so that's kind of what my fall, I think, and, and next year will begin to look like. That's fantastic. Well, I, I wish you a lot of luck with the composition and the, and the, and the next seasons. And uh, I, I'm sure that a lot of community choruses and professional, I mean, choruses in general, will really take, uh, based on this pandemic, it's forced them to kind of just take a step back and, yes. and look at, you know, the power that, that our profession really has on the world. Um, and yeah. how much and how much we can really, you know, start the dialogue, continue the dialogue and change the dialogue um, yes. through through, like you said, with your organization, with education. And uh, so I think that's going to be a really exciting thing to see what how choirs come from this and 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 how they will just as you said, with this commission that, that you know, God brought us through this or that. There, I think I'll, I, there will be a lot of choruses that will feel similarly that, you know, certain that we persevered and endurance or um, those kinds of themes will arise. And I, 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 for one, am excited to see that. 
Yeah. Well, I just want to thank you as we wrap up for taking the time and, and chatting with me. It's, it's been such a, a great experience to get to meet you and talk to you. And as I shared with you before, I mean, I did praise his holy name for the first time in high school and it has, it has just kind of latched onto me uh, for yeah. years and years. So I, this meeting this, you know, I, it's kind of like a fanboy moment and a little bit <laughs> that I get very, I get very celebrity shocked by composers yeah. and whatnot. So I, uh, I so appreciate you taking the time and chatting with me and, uh, and allowing our listeners to get, get to know you just a little bit more and, and, and to see if praise his holy name will work in their classrooms or on their programs or whatnot. So thank you very, very much. I appreciate that. And now a quick snippet of praise his holy name by Keith Hampton. Thanks so much for listening to the Coral Catalog, and I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Dr. Keith Hampton. Please make an effort to explore more of Praise His Holy Name and other compositions by Dr. Hampton to see if any can fit into your programs or curriculums. While you're here, take a second to hit that subscribe button and follow the Coral Catalog so you don't miss out on any future episodes. Let me know what you thought of the show too by writing a review. And most importantly, share this resource with other choral directors and choral lovers. We work better when we work together. I also want to send a special thanks to Austin Boyette for all his help and feedback for this episode. Again, thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you next time on the Choral Catalog. <laughs>